Hey everyone, welcome back to Playlist with People. This is your host, Ruben, as always. Today I'm here with a comedian based out of Tennessee. Uh, really excited to talk to her. I'm talking with Blair Baker. Hi there, how you doing? Good, Blair. <laughs> we both uh, got some drink going on. I got a little bit always. of- Always. Uh, Any of... excuse to have a cocktail. Yeah, I'm, I'm really like, uh, I'm so like a peer pressure person. Like, you're like, I'm drinking a cocktail. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go pour some alcohol right now. <laughs> I'm very that girl. The first thing I bought with my new apartment was a bar cart. And that's what you know my priorities are. <laughs> and you used to bartend, you said? Yeah, I was a bartender in Daytona for a long time, like server bartender, like from like five star restaurants to like the dirtiest biker bar ever. I've thought about being a bartender at times because I like talking to people a lot. Um, but I don't know. I just never really looked into it or tried it's fun for sure like it's definitely like one of those things like you learn on the job like there's no no matter how many bartending classes you take you, there nothing can prepare you for like <laughs> what you see in real life i i see i can see that 100 especially as a woman i feel like it must be tough like the creepy, oh, the creepy yeah. guys and the you know the guys that are just like super drunk and being annoying yeah especially like the place i worked at it was very like mom and pop but it was mostly just like pop. Yeah. Uh, it was just this one guy who ran like seven bars that were all next to each other. And I had the pizza bar and that was a full liquor bar, but also like a pizza place. Like it was really, really cool. And I was bouncer, therapist, janitor, everything, mixologist, whatever. And I had to kick guys out like six foot three i'm five feet tall so i just kick guys out like huge and i'm like you need to get on my board they're like what are you gonna do i'm like i'm gonna call the cops like that's all i can do right <laughs> yeah you were like serving all those roles you were a psychologist you were a therapist you were a comedian oh yeah that's how you probably oh, got exactly. into yeah i started doing a stand-up in uh, daytona when i was uh, 19 that's awesome uh i started doing stand-up yeah in florida as well and I'm out here in Arizona and I'm, you know, trying to get acclimated to this comedy scene and just like, it's mm -hmm. exciting. Oh yeah. How is it out there in Arizona? Good so far. I haven't done much comedy because of quarantine, but um, I'm getting out there. Mm -hmm. I went to an, a mic last night. Uh, I'm going to be on a show like October 17th. So things are kind of uh, starting to come around. I wanted to come out here mainly. I mean, as far as comedy goes, I came out here for my girlfriend, but <laughs> my comedy reason for coming out here was that they have festivals here and that. I was excited right. about that. There's Bird City in Phoenix. There's Big Pine in, in Flagstaff. And then, you know, not too <laughs> far from here is Texas, where there's altercation, which you've done, right? No, um, I know JT. We've, uh, we did Orlando Indie Comedy Fest together a few years ago, and that's how I met him. Nice. See, I didn't even know that there was an Orlando festival as far as comedy goes. <laughs> there was. Oh, it's not there, there anymore? There was. Mm. Um uh yeah i think I, I i didn't have any um part of planning it the first year that i did it i was actually just a volunteer and i got to do like one set out of nowhere and then the next year they actually picked me to like host a show and do some professional sets and um yeah the group that was organizing it kind of just like fell apart in a way you know people don't get along drama i mean it's so weird to say that the, all these comedians have drama, but when you have a scene and everyone's starving for attention, I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of comedians. There's a lot of comedy competition is a real, real thing. It's, it's tough. It's like it's, it's everyone's thinking that they're, everyone's trying to eat what they're eating. And it's like, I don't know. There's, yeah. no, there's enough room for everyone and there's enough opportunities for everyone. You have to find your avenues yeah. and find your ways. 
Definitely, no doubt. I mean, when I started in Daytona, Daytona is a very like grungy kind of comedy scene still. Mm -hmm. It's still like stuck in like 1995 in a way. Yeah. Like it's still a nine. It's very grungy. It's like you can say whatever. Like the things that I've heard in a in a, in Tiernanog in Daytona Beach versus what I've he heard here in Knoxville, it's like day and night. It's completely, they're like, yeah, let's just go all have, like, anal sex and, like, you know, just do cocaine off each other. And in Knoxville, it's like, Jesus isn't that great. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like, it's wild. Like, the people, it's uh, very uh, different, for sure. There's definitely, like, comedians and, like, a type of comedy that, like, strives to be that, like, I was begging this hooker in Rhode Island, like, kind of, you right. know, like, gritty. That kind of, it's... That, it's kind of whack to me, like hearing that. I don't know. Like, I've never been that that kind of guy who gets excited about that kind of stuff. But um, but there's definitely I think like a older guys of comedians. There's some younger comedians that look up to guys like that, that they want to yeah. keep that spirit alive. Of like, I got fucking, I couldn't remember last night. I woke up and I don't know whose house I was in. You're like that doesn't yeah. sound fun at all. Very <laughs> that. Yeah, very that. In Daytona, for sure, there's like a lot more older comedians. If I want to say that, like, I don't mean like old old but i mean like in their 40s and 50s that have been doing it for a while but just never like kind of did anything with it yeah so like they're there and oh my god they just say the wildest things shout out to joe lavecchi one of the, <laughs> the older comics that i love he he's such an acquired taste like when you watch him you're like i respect you but also what like what are you saying right now like what <laughs> yeah. you, what what's what's your thing <laughs> and I, I love that. I love all the weirdos that have come out of Daytona, including myself. <laughs> That's awesome. I uh I saw I I went to Fest, which was in Gainesville. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. And I saw a bunch of comedians there. Um and I saw JT Haberstadt, he was headlining that that last yeah. year. Mm -hmm. Um met a bunch of cool comics, but that was like cool and it was like it made me really like get a a real like fire for like wanting to be on a comedy fest or wanting to be a part of a comedy fest so yeah um, they're fun they're really fun um the last one i did was uh x fest up in baltimore which was two years ago and x fest it was a female and non and gender minority comedy festival that's cool and yeah it was mostly improv comics which i'm like okay whatever i'm not an improver i'm a stand-up comic mm -hmm. and i have very staunch opinions on improv <laughs> um, but they were super super nice and it was a wonderful time unfortunately i don't think they ever did it again i don't think it was like super popular but it was really fun for the year i did it yeah how long have you been doing comedy now uh, in total uh five years awesome cool yeah it's it's taken me all over the country um like new york city boston baltimore every city in florida um and yeah, I've done two country tours, like the the first one I did when I got out of college because I had like a ton of money left from going to school. So I just did that. And yeah, I, I just moved to Knoxville about a year ago from uh, Orlando, which Orlando is a great comedy scene. I would totally recommend going down to Orlando sometime. There's like a mic every night. Um, the, the scene is, it's pretty, it's pretty cutthroat in a way, but that just shows like that they care. Yeah. You know, um, but it can be a little uh, exclusionary in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Uh, you have to just kind of like get in with it. Um, there's like a good level of comedy where I feel like I'm kind of at right now. I've only been doing it for, I would say three years, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if it's been that. But mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Like, There's a certain level of comedy you get to where you're comfortable enough to where you go like, 
like I'm in this new scene in Phoenix, right? And mm-hmm. I'm comfortable enough to know that I've I've done comedy enough and I've done enough sets to to be like, all right, I can go here and I th- I feel like I can I can I can show them that I'm funny. I, I feel like I can confidently mm-hmm. show get consistent laughs and you know what I mean? Like um Right, yeah. The, bom- the bombs become fewer bet- fewer and far between. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's a good place in exactly. comedy when you get into your little groove and you kinda of start to feel like you believe in yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like when I moved here, like I was so used from from being in Florida, basically from me starting comedy to me moving um, the last year before me moving, um, I wasn't like super into like open mics. I was taking like a break from them, but I was still doing like paid featured gigs or hosting gigs. Mm -hmm. So I would just reach out to the people that ran those directly being like, hey, I'm not out that much, but do you want me to do like 15 minutes on your show? And that's how it would work. And at least once a week, I would be somewhere doing something and versus here which I've been here a year now and I just got on my first booked gig out here after a year which is <laughs> whew, which was frustrating for sure yeah it's kind of weird yeah I was starting to get a little bit of work down in South Florida as well and I was getting some really mm-hmm. good spots and like I was opening for some for some decent people and I was feeling like I was getting in a little groove myself mm-hmm. and then to like rip it up and then move to a new scene is scary but exciting it's like yeah because um, you kind of made your connections where where your roots are and you know, you can always mm-hmm. go back there and you can always have opportunities there. And then mm-hmm. it's nice to like kind of spread yourself out as a comic a little bit and get. Oh, for sure. And it's so, it's so funny with me. Like I, I hate to boast, but I like, again, I'm from upstate New York. So all I can do <laughs> is talk about myself. Um, I hate to boast, but like every time I go somewhere that's like comedy related, it's like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's like, I know someone from a fest somewhere that knows a friend of mine. Like, and it just goes, it all goes from there. Like, yeah. oh. Yeah, like, for example, the other day, um, my friends Rowan and Emily put on an outdoor comedy show out here in Knoxville. Um, super, super fun, really cute. And one of the guys, Ian, he was on the, on the fest with me uh, two years ago in, on our, in Orlando. And he was like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> just like one of those things. It's like, why are you in Knoxville? He's like, why are you in Knoxville? I'm like, I don't know. I just kind of like ended up here. <laughs> yeah, so moving to Knoxville was kind of, I think you said it was for your boyfriend's job. Is that right? Uh, kind of, yeah. I mean, I originally moved here because um, I got scammed out of my deposit for Nashville. Um, I got scammed out like 500 bucks, and I thought oh I was like moving up here and getting a key. I, it was a total scam. I'm, a, I'm an idiot. Um, do, don't trust anybody off Craigslist ever. Never, ever. Um, and I moved here, and I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to Nashville. I guess I can just settle down here in Knoxville. And that was uh, September of last year, and then I met Josh in uh april and then we moved in together so yeah now now we live together and uh yeah it's wild that's awesome uh but that's crazy about the scam um was it one of those things (laughs) where me and my girlfriend almost almost got duped on one of those where it was like was it one of those situations where he's like hey i'm not in town but send them yep oh my god yep and the the thing that clinched it the thing that clinched it that made me think it wasn't a scam they sent me a picture of the girl's like id and like her picture so i was like okay word like you wouldn't send a random stranger a picture of your driver's license right yeah and then yeah i totally got scammed it seemed super sketchy um we went to see the place and mm-hmm. with like they, they weren't there so they couldn't let us in but they were like oh send us the, the money and then we'll send you the key and you can just like show yourself around and i was like great that's weird and then yeah i mm-hmm. i luckily was suspicious enough to where like i'm not gonna just like release 500 dollars out of my account and then like mm-hmm. i looked up youtube videos uh and there was like a 
whole news story on people that had been doing that. And then if you look up the house on like Zillow or something, the house is like mm-hmm. for sale. So it's people yep, that will take yep, these like yep, for yep. sale houses and they'll pretend that they're renting them. Yeah, just copy and paste like my name in that story, and that's basically <laughs> exactly what happened. Just copy and paste all that. Yeah. Also, Blair and Baker signing off. Yeah, <laughs> it sucked so bad. And my parents, like, they even were like, we don't know. And I'm like, it's fine. She seems honest. And then I couldn't tell them that I fucked up. And I'm like, you were right. And I'm just like bawling my eyes out at my aunt's uh-huh. house. It sucks um, to be that person who gets like, yeah. You want to trust people, you want to be nice and like trust people right and like i wanted to get out of florida so bad i was dealing with like a lot of stuff so it's like i just had to get out and i'm like any place will be great because that was like just a jumping off point for me um so i just got caught up in it but it all worked out yeah i i was desperate to get out of florida too um i came to arizona and i never thought that arizona would be a place that i live but i came Mm -hmm. here and i fell in love with it and i really like it out here a lot yeah what what's the best thing about it it's just so cool and so naturey. It's like I didn't expect so much like cool nature. I thought Arizona was gonna be like a tumbleweed in a saloon, right? Like, like a desert, right? Yeah, but it's like actually, like there's it's a big like where I live in like Tempe, Phoenix area. There's so mm-hmm. much like city life. It's just like Fun. you know you can do so much. Um, but there's like mountains everywhere. Off the side of the road, there'll be a big old mountain, and then oh, you drive. I love that. Yeah, you drive like an hour and a half north to like Sedona or Flagstaff. There's pine mm-hmm. trees and it snows. And you're like, are we even in Arizona? Is this the desert? Yeah. It like, literally oh, snows and stuff. I love snow. God, I miss upstate New York sometimes. I will never move back to my hometown ever. But, like, I miss, like, around Christmas. It's, like, very picturesque. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're, in the, you're inside looking at the snow. And I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, it's so cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's very that. But then you don't realize when you get older, oh, you have to shovel all that snow and drive yeah. in it and salt your freaking driveway and all this other stuff so I'm, I'm good being in knoxville i was actually born in michigan i was born in michigan so i grew up in some really cold white winters mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and i moved out of there when i was like nine or ten to florida and like i i don't know if it was that i just didn't think about it or never did my research but i was like when winter came i was like wait a minute so it's not gonna snow like even a little bit right and, like, i was so sad yeah like in knoxville it snows a little bit and i get very excited mm-hmm. um but it gets plenty cold which is fine yeah um but i do miss i do miss the big snow because my birthday is february 1st so it would always be piles and piles and piles of snow on my birthday and um i always had the fantasy of having like a summer birthday i've always been very jealous of people who have summer birthdays because you can have a you can do anything go to the water park sure no problem february not happening backyard barbecue whatever you want oh god i mean <laughs> if i had friends to invite to a barbecue yeah you'll you'll get friends eventually i'm sure yeah right yeah that 20 at tw- hopefully uh when i turn 25 i'll start making friends <laughs> honestly though <laughs> yeah honestly the friends friends uh i feel like there's like weird like age age points where you make new groups of friends like like you said senior senior year of high school is a pivotal one for friendship mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but i feel like after that uh, 25 26 is when you meet a yeah new, a new batch. i feel like i feel like a majority of the people i've met so far and have called my friends i would say 95 percent of, pe- of those people i could never see again and not really care about you know what yeah, i mean yeah. <laughs> like i just look back i'm like why was i friends with you i'm like oh we had the same drug dealer right okay got it that's, that's why we were friends that's a big one too yeah but then, mm-hmm. then i feel like after your 30s after i'm, I'm 32 so okay this weird point in your 30s where everyone kind of just like it's it's non-verbal but it's just like everyone's just doing their own thing hardcore 
yeah when, when you're over 30 and everyone's that. like you know you're you, you, we're all in relationships we're all trying to start families and buy houses and stuff and it's like we're at that weird point where it's like i don't talk to really anyone it's like but i'm making a lot of new friends at, at, after 30 because mm-hmm. a lot of my older friends uh, we don't talk that often or you know we moved away or like we just are living our own lives kind of like my friends just had twin babies like you know I, we're not going to see you that often and it's okay you know it's, oh, it's yeah I, I i get that so hard because josh just turned 30 a couple weeks ago and i'm all there i'm very excited i'm only 24 so i'm like oh my god you're 30 how fun oh great that's <laughs> i got it i decorated the apartment i went all i went all out i saw and the I'm pictures like, yeah yeah, I'm like, I'm like, go invite some friends of yours and we'll go out to dinner. We'll go to like Buca de Beppo or something like that. And he invites this couple and I, I and I don't remember their names. And that's a good indicator for the story. <laughs> um, I don't remember their names because my God, were they the most boring people I have ever had the misfortune of having dinner with? First of all, they brought their two-year-old to a 30-year-old's birthday party. Bad move. Bad I was going to buy tequila shots for the whole table. And now I can't because there's a two-year-old staring at me and sucking on an iPad. <laughs> so I was very not nonplussed. And it's a it's an Italian place, so we got some caprese, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. uh, just like tomato, mozzarella, ba- balsamic, all that. The girl, his wife, looks at me. She's like, "So you're just gonna eat uh, cheese and tomato on a plate?" And I'm like, "Okay, Brenda, like you need to relax. Like I don't know what your problem is right now with my food choices." And they were just so boring and she wore a naruto shirt to a 30 year old's birthday party a naruto shirt no i was very angry i looked at josh and i'm like this cannot be happening he's like i'm so sorry <laughs> for your 30th birthday i'm getting you a new group of friends we're gonna exactly. meet some people I'm like, yeah i'm like i'd rather invite all my friends out because at least my friends would have you know fun yeah you know what's tough about being a comedian is you start hmm. to meet some really fucking funny people and interesting people mm-hmm. and then like when you get around like people that are just like I don't know, like, like, like some, of, some of the funniest people I know in my life are just my, my friends that I grew up with. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there's certain people you meet where you're just like, God, you could really use some storytelling skills or you could really, right. like something. Something, you know, comedy teaches you a little bit about that. Like you go to a party and you'll like hear someone telling a story and you're like, man, you really need to, uh, some word, some word uh, economy would help you out a lot here. You know, I knew it was bad when we got in the car and I looked at him and I'm like, I did not make them laugh once tonight like that's the that's when i knew it was bad i'm like i didn't even make them laugh one that's, time that's rough like some people are just like some people i feel like are just they're like set out to be a bummer you know what i mean yeah it's like bombing at a really important gig i'm like no like i was supposed to kill here what's going on oh it was awful. i'm gonna go but ahead and say that's say on it. them though i'm gonna go ahead and say it's on them oh my god it totally was and i looked yeah. at him i'm like was it me he's like no you're amazing and i'm like you're only saying that because you're sleeping with me but fair enough Um, I appreciate it but thank god thank god um one of my friends Jamie her boyfriend uh Thomas showed up and I love we all love Thomas Thomas is great he single-handedly saved that whole dinner just by being there and I looked at him at the end of the night I'm like thank you for coming I really needed you here yeah who calls out some food choices that's that's a right and i'm like girl you're eating um what was it she just had like spaghetti and meatballs i'm like you have no culture and no taste you should have said so you're just gonna eat spaghetti and meatballs yeah and it's like i feel that's my biggest dilemma with having kids i feel like when i have a kid or if i have a kid all my personality is just gonna get sucked out (laughs) of my body dementor style and just be replaced with diapers and uh live laugh love shirts 
I, I don't think so. I think that, and I, I've been a big proponent of this for years. I think that like, I think I've always been a big uh, person saying like, I think cool people need to have kids more because like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the shitty people are going to keep having kids. Yeah. I think, I think that we need some kids that like are going to be ra- Like my dad was kind of a piece of shit and like the way mm-hmm. that he raised us and stuff, like it kind of just taught me like how, what I don't want to be as a parent. And I'm very excited to be a parent because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to get a chance to like, give a kid a good life and like mm-hmm. raise up a kid in this world that's gonna like have some cool ideas and maybe some cool tastes and you know what i mean like i feel like yeah. your personality can just bleed into your kid like i feel like they're just shitty people and they just mm-hmm. had a kid who's unfortunately maybe going to be a shitty person <laughs> yeah and it was just one of those things that I, I think about it and i'm like yeah maybe someday that would be cool like my dad my dad was like he lived with us and everything and worked hard and provided a lot but he's never like there like emotionally you know what i mean like i'm like i like people are like oh yeah i know everything about my dad i'm like i know nothing about my dad and he's still alive (laughs) it's just like one of the he's a very secretive guy but he's like he was in the navy for like ever Mm -hmm. so like that's just one of the things that comes with it with him so but like i see all these people like my dad's so goofy and i'm like my i've seen my dad laugh maybe a handful of times I envy that. Yeah. Um, my, my dad is like, I don't, I don't think I've ever had like an actual conversation with my dad where I'm just like, Hey dad, what do you, what kind of music did you like growing up? Like for my dad and me, it was always like a lecture. He was always telling me what to do or how to do it or what to do. Right. Like, so it was, he was, he was like, he was just a strict guy and because he didn't have a childhood is his excuse, but he's a, he's a bad dude and, and we don't talk. <laughs> oh my. Oh, by the way, side note, can you hear that fire alarm going off in my upstairs? neighbor's apartment no okay it. good I, I hate them so much i can't wait till they leave i hate oh them God. so much <laughs> god they're awful <laughs> but oh. yeah but um yeah so what we're gonna talk about today is a little <gasps> bit of music that we both thoroughly enjoy um, yes! we, we we started off by talking a little bit about like millennial rap just like that's what i like to call <clears> it by the way I don't, that's right not the genre this is lots of it's just rap but mm-hmm. I, I call it millennial rap specifically like the soundcloud the younger kids that are rapping nowadays um, right and we specifically got on the topic of two artists we enjoy which are baby no money and young gravy uh the uh the, the hall and oats of rap yeah, hall and oats of rap that's i amazing. saw that as a uh, rolling stone article and i stole <laughs> the title it's a it's a perfect description of them i love them and i and i when it comes to this genre um i gotta mm-hmm. say they're the, they're kind of the ones that made me more open to it um mm-hmm. like there's there's i don't know if you're the same way but i grew up going to like punk shows and i grew up around like punk kids and like there's this weird part of me inside of me that just like really wants to resist this music this type right. of like new age rap this type of like people call it soundcloud or mumble rap or millennial. some of it is genuinely fucking stupid some yeah. of it is genuinely trash garbage but it's that good garbage in your ear yeah and the thing about it as i realize is like you can't approach it like you approach a lot of other music like this kind of music mm-hmm. here like again we're drinking right now like i i if i'm drinking if i'm a high there's nothing i'm gonna listen to more lately than this kind of stuff like yeah I'll, when i'm drunk i want some baby no money like throw that i have a playlist every time i get drunk i throw on baby no money like my whole family now knows it because i'm just like it's it's what i listen to now when i'm drunk and it's like it's that kind of music like you can't really sit here and like it's not like prog rock you can't sit here and be like well the scales on the note it's like no you're, no. you're you're getting hype you're having fun you know what i mean like right it, it, it's it, clearly one of those it's one of those genres of music it's like hey 
don't think about it too much. Don't think it's, about it's it. Like, yeah. It's like a good, it's like a movie that has like a lot of science in it. And sometimes you just got to step back and be like, just, just don't think about it too hard. It, it makes sense when you don't think about it. Exactly. It's just like, just vibe to it. And like with Baby No Money in particular and Young Gravy in particular, like one thing, one thing I like about them, which there's a lot of other music that I've found that I've, I've in this, in this genre of rap, I, I really enjoy when there's like a smooth beat, when there's like a, a real like chill mm-hmm. beat. And they really have key, like the beats that they use on their songs, they've really keyed in and they've really like honed in on like just some of the smoothest beats you'll ever hear. And some of the most. Yeah, like, it's you know, a very uh, like Latin y beats, very like yeah. old. Uh, a lot of funk like, in there. Yeah, old, like I want to say like Mexicana, like older kind of style music, like older, like Cuban y. Like, this is kind of the beats you hear, like if you go down to Cuba and like hang out for a little bit. Yeah. Like, very similar. It's like you're wearing some white pants and a, and a button down white shirt yeah. and a gold chain. You're sip, sipping, a, sipping a margarita. You're listening to Baby No Money. Young, Young Gravy, too. He like uses a lot of his songs. I know they use samples from like really old timey songs from like yeah, Motown which- and. and yeah that's how i got into my 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 the only good thing my ex-boyfriend ever did was show me young gravy (laughs) because i found he should he kept playing the song um young gravity um and again one of my favorites by young gravy is young gravity and i just remember listening to it i'm like i really like this guy like why do i like him so much and so i looked him up and he just has like some just more most of the fun videos and a fun personality and he takes himself seriously but not like to the point where he's like yeah i'm hard he's like he's definitely not hard in any way yeah. like he's as hard as a marshmallow i'd say <laughs> i feel like, it, yeah. like i don't want him to be super tough though because i don't need a uh, young gravy to be tough i want him to be fun no young gravy is the is the a lot of his lyrics are like you know about flirting with your mom about taking your mom exactly he's, like cooking he's, with your mom i feel like being at a party with young gravy would be like he would be the one that would call out someone who was judging someone. You know, he'd be like, come on, man, chill. Like, we're all vibing. He's we're like, whoa, vibe check. Vibe check. He's the vibe check guy, yeah. And, like, him and Baby No Money's friendship is so, like, precious. Like, the oh, way that they, like, hype the each best. other up. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, they're, they're both really good about involving comedians in what they do. For example, Trevor Wallace helping mm-hmm. direct that music video was great i've been following trevor wallace for a super long time and yeah. to see him in there was a great great creative collab and the, the video was great yeah there are, which uh when did he direct it was oh god uh shining on my ex okay cool yeah and it was it was awesome just seeing him in there and like just like the funny dialogue they all had together like i just i i live for it yeah they're buddies in there and they have a lot of fun and um yeah like they're i know that they're good friends with like fantano too Anthony mm-hmm. Fantano and like he's a funny dude and like th- you see like even in their comments they're just always joking around um, yeah it's, yeah it's, it's good they have, a, they have a good energy they have a good vibe I think that they have like their heads on right um, and right very non-problematic very right. non-problematic yeah they're not right exactly I mean the thing about this rap too that I think a lot of people judge or criticize a lot of my friends that won't listen to it their reason is like you know it's objectifying it's talking about you know bitches and this and that but I think that with this kind of music, it's more of a with this music you have to understand it's more of like an archetype it's more of like a format mm-hmm. like when you rap you're kind of playing a character you're playing a role you know what i mean like every violent yeah. rapper you hear isn't really out there killing a bunch of people it's just right. that it's just what you rap about it's what you sing about um, like do we have to go back to the discussion that rick ross was a prison security guard like are we gonna <laughs> do we have to jump backwards i mean yeah we've, we've, i feel like people 
we it feels like we have this discussion every like five years like they're not really doing what they're saying i'm like yeah no shit though it's like no not shit. every author like not every author the guy that wrote game of thrones never fought with a sword yeah. or anything like it's all obviously a persona it's like with my like like with my comedy like i haven't done half the things that i talk about but like it wouldn't be really funny if i didn't make some stuff up you know of course you have to yeah and that's exactly what rap is and that's exactly what like you have to look at it and you have to basically step back and go like i can just enjoy this for what it is and they're basically doing what they were inspired by and they can you know and i'm sure that they are getting ladies whatever but like yeah they, oh, they, you, oh yeah they are you know you know they fuck you know they fucking yeah. like come on. but it, but it's also I mean, like look it, at that instagram account come on <laughs> They're just having fun. They're just having fucking fun. And it's like, you have to let them like, it's, um, I don't know. There's, there's with rap, you have like rap is that one thing where you kind of are like, okay, like I can't really like think, sit here and be like, what are they saying? What are these lyrics? Like, it's not really about that. Um, and they're, you know, maybe they have some good lyrics, but it's like, like you said, they, they, they it, in their lives and the way that they live is kind of more what I look at. And like you said, they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. problematic. They're, they seem like good guys. Um, yeah. Like baby, no money. actually just did a video called out like i u n n o like i don't know mm-hmm. oh he, yeah i don't know yeah he he was in drag that whole video he literally <gasps> dressed up in drag and um and like with the jimbo me- from drag race yeah, yeah. so which which is I'm, really i i'm a huge drag race stan i watch mm-hmm. every country's version mm-hmm. and i'm a huge jimbo fan my girlfriend's a huge drag race uh fan and we actually just started watching dragula last night Oh, that's so good! I it's love like creepy drag side tangent. Love everything drag related. If I if I was a if I had a penis, I would probably be a drag queen instead of a comedian. <laughs> You'd be a drag um, queen. Yeah, oh, I would. I would live. You and my um, girlfriend yeah. would be literally best friends. And the best thing about it is that it's such a smart. I, the marketing side of me i used to be a marketing consultant for uh, mm-hmm. like freelance stuff before covid in my other life before covid. Um, uh, I worked uh, doing marketing and advertising and it's such a great way to market yourself because you're like, you're in drag. Like it's one of those things. It's like um, uh, a guy that's willing to like let down his masculinity. That's like the biggest thing you can do right now, especially for like your image. Like it looks really good. hundred percent. I know there's a lot of like probably guys that even like judged him for that, but it's like, I love that. And, and I'm the same way. Like I have toenail polish on right now. Like yeah, you're just like whatever. you know what I mean. Like it's like I think that when you're comfortable with your sexuality, it doesn't matter. Like you, like what does it matter? Right. Like, it's weird to me guys that are like that get really uncomfortable about guys doing drag. Mm-hmm. Or, or it's like I think that's a lot of like self reflection you need to do about your own sexuality and your own uh, identity because mm-hmm. like if you know who you are, then what does it really matter? And you can be confident, you know. Right. Toxic masculinity always ruins the party. That's just the way it is. Like we all just want to have a good time. And that's what great, that's what young gravy does for me. Because like when I listen to him, I'm just like, he's having fun. He clearly doesn't own 20 Teslas, obviously. I mean, I'm not an idiot. Um, You know what I mean? But like when people, I see people commenting and they're like, Oh, he's not hard. He's not in these streets. I'm like, but he's not trying to be, it'd be way sadder if he was rapping about selling drugs and being super hard like it'd be way funnier i mean you'd look at him and he'd think he's a joke but also yeah sorry no also i was gonna say 20 uh most of the rappers that you're talking about that are doing drugs in the street are not right exactly it's 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 all a facade and i'm also thank god for them because i've been listening to this girl i hate her her uh official rap name but i like her other name her name's pp cocaine (laughs) 
and I, but like her other name is Trap Bunny Bubbles. <laughs> Dude, she sounds like a legit cartoon character, and she's like rapping. She's like a lesbian like rapper. It's um, she's amazing. That is amazing. Oh god, you need to listen to her later. She's crazy. She's she's like nineteen, and she's just like going off about people eating her pussy it's hilarious i'm gonna listen to that for sure <laughs> yeah she's 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 it's such a mood like i blast that when i'm just driving on the street just trying to like go somewhere i'm just like yeah and it sounds like bubbles from powerpuff girls is like rapping in my car yes <laughs> it's wonderful it's a great feeling i'm really glad we can talk about this today because i don't really talk to, there's not many people that i know in my life that listen to this kind of music mm-hmm. um so like it's really cool to be able to like just talk about it because i'm so excited about it yeah, um, I mean, in Daytona, where I where I learned about all this music, um, we had a special party uh, Friday, Saturday on the patio, and there'd be DJs that would come in and play all kinds of music, and they would play a ton of Young Gravy and Baby No Money remixes and stuff. So from Daytona and like the southern-ish side, um, it's super, super prevalent, and not not much in Tennessee though. Not there's not many, not a lot of SoundCloud fans up here. <laughs> yeah. But dude, yeah, shout out to Baby No Money and Young Gravy. If you guys ever want to be on this podcast, come on. Well, me and Blair will talk to you about music. Yeah, I will talk to you about anything. Literally anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> Literally anything. Yeah. And then and then Baby No Money has a new album. It's funny that we did this podcast and I just saw the other day. I was like, oh, perfect. You and me and have Gravy this podcast scheduled. With his, with his. Yep. Young Gravy album out tomorrow. And then I believe that Baby No Money is shortly after. Yeah, I'm so proud of them, and it looks great. Actually, I was following on Gravy Story. Someone predicted all the features that would be on his album, and he sent them like a thousand dollars for getting them all right. I saw him post that he was like, "If anyone can guess all the features on my album, I'll yeah, Venmo you thousand dollars yeah. right now." <laughs> mm-hmm, someone did it, oh, and wow. apparently he's been leaving hints about it. I didn't. I I'm like I couldn't. I couldn't have ever guessed. I knew Baby yeah. No Money was going to be on it. Obviously, I mean, of course, duh. But like, I couldn't think of the other ones. I think Chief Keef is on it. Mm-hmm. I think, and then there's somebody else that I don't know because I'm not that cool. Yeah, um, I, I yeah, so I like the official, official track listing. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I, I mean, I'm sure like the deepest of the deepest of Young Gravy fans could have guessed it. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, I definitely haven't been here since day one, but I I truly am a stan. Yeah, me too. And I think that more people need to open their hearts and open their minds to this kind of music and this kind of, uh, you know, groups talking to everyone that listens to this. Uh, my friend that is a punk or is, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you got to let go. You got to let go and just like allow yourself to just vibe out. Yeah, I have a very wide music selection on my, like if someone went through my Spotify, like all my liked songs, they yeah. would think I'm like a sociopath because I have like everything. That's why it goes from like 70s country to like mm-hmm. 90s techno. Like it's, it's, it's so crazy. I truly, about. I truly am that guy that when someone's like, what do you listen to? And I say everything, I do mean it. Like I, yeah. if I, if I like it, I like it. And mm-hmm. for even country, country's e- an easy target. It's low hanging fruit to make fun of, but mm-hmm. like, my girlfriend likes country a lot and she kind of put me on to a lot of country artists, like older, like mm-hmm. stuff that I really respect. And like, Oh yeah. One thing I was joking about with her that I think is funny is like, I think it's cause when I lived in Miami, I couldn't relate to country. I was like, this doesn't like, yeah, it doesn't, does not compute. Like driving down the country row, beautiful. Sun. I'm like, I just see buildings in the ocean. Like I don't, but like now that I moved to Arizona, like out in the desert and you go on some long drives out in the desert i'm like this music makes sense for this vibe now yeah like for example uh josh got uh, us a record player for our anniversary mm-hmm. because mine uh got lost in the move 
and he got some records, and one of the ones that he got was uh, the best hits of Patsy Cline. Oh, I love Patsy Cline. Yeah, and it's a, it's a pink vinyl. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's so cute. And because we were watching King of the Hill, and one of her songs <laughs> came up on King of the Hill, and I'm like, oh, my God, I love that song. And so he bought the whole record. Uh-huh. And that's I, just, like, I, one of the things that, like, I just love, like, old, weird music. I love, I love Patsy Cline. I always joke with my girlfriend. I say it's Spongebob guitars. <laughs> it sounds like the Spongebob music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Also, by the way, I, I'm very impressed with the fact that I didn't find Young Gravy from TikTok. I do not even have TikTok on my phone. <laughs> so no one at me. I don't have TikTok. And you won't see me dancing because no one wants to see that. Um, <laughs> I have TikTok. I have TikTok, but I TikTok? don't. I don't post. I don't post. Oh, you're a lurker. I just lurk, and it's like it's really fun. Like I can literally be on there for two or three hours. Like I, I will say, it's some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. I miss the it's vine- some of the cringiest shit I've ever seen. Absolutely, absolutely. Like the the sixteen year olds trying to like thirst um, trap with like fuck me eyes. Like what is going on? But you know what I learned about TikTok is that you you literally can customize what you see. So. Everything that, everything that you like, they'll show you more of. And if you don't like mm-hmm. something, you can literally click on don't like and they'll stop mm-hmm. showing you things like that. So I've kind of gotten to the point now where every video that comes up is something that I'm excited to see. True. So yeah, very, I feel, you make it your own experience. I feel like I was, I was, I rode that vine wave super hard. I rode on that vine wave until it died. And then I kind of missed the TikTok wave. I kind of looked at it like, this is kind of stupid. Like, I don't like lip syncing to songs and doing dances. Because, like, let's be honest. It's like, you either get really big on TikTok for having, like, your titties bouncing and, like, a, a, a song video or, like, just something like that. I don't think it, it there's a lot of... uh uh, really true creatives on TikTok. There's some people no. that are really amazing, um, but there's a lot of people on there that's just it's just boring, you know. Yeah, and what's interesting about TikTok, which I learned, is that um, they they basically make you go viral. I don't know if you heard this whole thing about TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, you're the the first video you post for the first few videos you post. TikTok will make you go viral to us to a certain extent. That way you get like the 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 feeling for it, and you're like, oh my oh, god, the, I, the dopamine. Yeah, I posted one video because there was a really cool sink at a restaurant where like mm-hmm. it was just like a metal bar, and like mm-hmm. one one part of it you touch is soap, one part of it is is water, one part of it is the dryer. And it was wow. really like, futuristic, and I actually played. Uh, funny enough, I played a put a baby no money song on the video, and I just kind of <laughs> did me just did me like tapping the thing and washing my hands, and it got <laughs> and it got three thousand views. What? I'm telling you, and then it made me be like, "Oh my god, I want to post more on TikTok." And like that's really? what they—that's th- what they do. And I posted like what? three more videos. Like one of them is like feed me, feed my dog some apples and peanut butter. Like, and then mm-hmm. each of those videos has like two or three or maybe like ten views. They give you that first hit of like, "Oh my god, three thousand people watch this. I need to make more content." And they make you want to like be on TikTok. It's like a whole yeah. thing. That sounds so. That's that's like a dystopian nightmare. It's like a it fucking. Is. It's like we're in an episode of Black Mirror already. Like this whole yeah. COVID thing, and now this. It is an episode of Black Mirror. Have you seen it's, Social Dilemma? No, what's that? On Netflix, there's a new documentary called The Social Dilemma. It's about oh, Instagram wow. and Facebook. It's about how like everyone in the in the in the documentary who is interviewing has worked mm-hmm. for one of these companies, and they talk about how they're designed to keep you engaged and keep you logged in, and the reason that we like oh well, yeah, that constant checking in. And I think that mm-hmm. with TikTok, it was the ultimate. They're like, how do we get people to use this app more? And we go, okay, everyone wants to like be viral or be noticed, so make everyone go viral. 
for a little bit yeah. and they'll be like they'll be craving that they'll be trying to hit that again yeah i think i read somewhere actually they're like a bunch of these social media companies actually have consultants that worked in like casinos and stuff like that to like for like like addiction and gambling and stuff to get people you know had ideas on how to like get them around and I totally get that. And I really, I really want to like TikTok because I loved Vine so much. Again, I was a lurker on Vine. I didn't make any Vines because, again, I'm funny in person, not online because I look not great <laughs> all the time. Some angles are worse than others. Um, <laughs> but, like, when I was on Vine, I felt like there was so much more need to be creative because it didn't come with any music clips. It didn't come with any of that. You had to do all of that. Mm -hmm. So I felt like a lot of people had to like work around that and it was way more comedy based. Yeah. Like, way, like not like lip singing the songs or anything. Now it's like, cool, let me do this dance and I'll get a million views and a makeup artist for life. Yeah. Like how, like, I, uh, I, um, I feel so old. <laughs> me too. Me too. I feel so old. Me too. Um, I, I missed the Vine wave. I wasn't on Vine. So I think TikTok uh, is me like so being good. a Viner. Like, oh my God, I love this. But yeah, I, so my good. advice to you is to get a TikTok. It's going to be cringy <sighs> for a while. Um, but if you see a video like that, like you're describing that you really don't like, make sure you go into like the don't like this button, hit mm -hmm. that. And then eventually it'll, it'll get more and more to what you like. It just learns about you as far as like what you like to watch. So now every single video that I come across is either like someone like playing music, which I love to watch someone playing a cool mm. guitar part, or it's like right. just a funny video like vine. I have nobody like doing like uh, thirst trap dances and stuff anymore. Um, so, so it's, it's nice. Um, and, and you know what though? It's funny that the, to like kind of loop it back in what you were just yeah. saying. I feel old. I feel like that kind of person that like I judge the young things. I feel mm -hmm. like I miss, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm too old to be involved in some of this stuff. And this I'm music we're talking now. about. I'm too, I'm cynical. too cynical. But this music that we're talking about with Baby No Money and Young Gravy, this music makes me feel a little young. It makes me feel like I'm kind of into right. yeah. what's going on. Because you kind of want to, I don't ever want to be a fossil. I don't want to be someone that like, I like, again, I like punk rock music. I see mm. too many guys that are 40 and 50 and they're fucking, uh, fucking Selena Gomez, fucking bullshit music. I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. You sound really grumpy. You sound boring. Right. You, you sound like someone that would go to Buca de Peppo on a 30th birthday and judge someone <laughs> for eating mozzarella and build balsamic vinegar. Okay? Ah, I don't want don't, don't be that person. That's a bad person to be in life. And I realized that after a while. Like it's fun to talk shit with your friends about bands and stuff. But when that becomes like your identity and you think that everyone that's young is stupid, like you're gonna become a real boring person to be around. You're gonna be a real, you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. Like, when I first started hearing, like, SoundCloud music and stuff, I was very not on board. 100%. But once, but once it started, like, getting to everybody, it's like, okay, now it's not just rappers. It's everybody, all kinds of music involved. Um, it really took off for me. So, yeah, SoundCloud, I feel like now versus, like, three or four years ago has a way better name because three or four years ago, you said the words, oh, yeah, he's a SoundCloud rapper, a.k.a. he's a fucking loser that nobody wants to sign or listen to, so he's on SoundCloud. Like, that's, but now if you're yeah. on SoundCloud, it's like, oh, what's your, what's your link? Like, who, what, what do you like? Like, everybody's so into it. It's wild to me. Yeah, and it, it goes back to what you said about, like, it's very true as far as, um, like, it's very hard to, like, a lot of people tend to just be, like, lazy with music, and, I, and I'm, a lot of people are like, well, SoundCloud rap is bad like yes there's a lot of soundcloud rappers that are bad but if you if you really dig into it a little bit you'll find some true artistry you'll find some people that are really making some good stuff uh it's very creative you know what i mean like people like young thug came along 
and like kind of shook up rap and like i think that he's the one that kind of has made like people are are doing uh like rhythms and 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 voices and like different things with their music that like little wayne started that too where it's like that you're like you're rapping in a weird way and like putting weird melodies and 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 there's so so much creativity behind it if you really can get behind it it's like the people that say oh there's no good hip-hop anymore hip-hop is dead 90s hip-hop is all there is like you're just not mm-hmm. looking you're not looking you know what i mean like 90s hip-hop and, and i've seen 90s but like hip-hop is very alive and well mm-hmm. and if you know where to look like i can send you some fantastic hip-hop artists that are are killing it and it's like some people just tend to generalize music and be like well if you say like this is bad or this is good or this is dead or i think music right. is, music is so subjective and music is so uh, ebbing and flowing and it grows and changes it's like you can't say that a certain genre even is bad you can't say that a certain artist is bad like you have to like look in like everyone likes what they like that's why there's so much music it's like comedy there's styles right. of comedy that you won't enjoy but you can't say I don't like stand-up comedy. I, I hate stand-up comedy. You just have mm. found the comedy that suits you, that you like, that speaks to you. Yeah, exactly. And not to mention, I love how people are like, oh, let's shit on X, Y, and Z. It's like, last time I checked, the AAA music industry, they're, they're not always a winner or the most creative <laughs> things. I mean, hell, some of these Nicki Minaj and Be- even some Beyonce songs were written by like 10 people. Yeah. And it took 10 people to come up with ba-dum-bum, ba-dum-bum. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, and like you're not clearly a lot of people aren't reeking with creativity versus like let's say a female rapper for example uh no name no name for example writes all of her things all herself and numbers every one of her songs and it's her thing and like she's oozing with creativity but she's not a triple a artist because she's doing it her own way so it's like people you can't please everybody that's one thing i've learned in stand-up you can't please everybody because there's so there's always going to be someone out there that's not going to like you for whatever reason and it's just one of those things and people just people want to criticize but they don't create that's my big thing people criticize but they don't create like i i put my neck on the line to do stand up and to make these jokes and some of them go horribly wrong <laughs> and i've said awful crazy things to get a laugh but that's but that's my neck on the line and i'm willing to do that so it's like when people criticize and stuff, I'm like, okay, well then you go on stage and say not so PC things <laughs> and tell me how it works out for you. So it's like, I look at people sometimes, it's like, okay, I understand you want to criticize, but also to a point, like, you can try it and then tell me how you feel. Like, you do it and then tell me how you're doing. That's my favorite approach lately. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. It goes back to like a Louis C.K. joke, which sorry, people, Louis C.K., but, oh no, um, triggered. But yeah, I know. But the the joke he had about like um some guy like bitching about a cell phone not working well on an airplane. Right. He's like, it's yeah. Going to space. And then like he Louis C.K. says, then you go make one. You go make a phone yeah. company. Like I'm like, yes, that's how I need to like think about it too. And I ever since I heard that joke, my mentality has been that where I'm like, if if like, someone's bitching about something, I'm like, like then you go fucking do it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I have at least a, a, a good hour's worth of material that I've all written myself that, like, I've double-checked that nobody else has done or at least not the same variation that I'm doing. And I've written all my material. And then for people to come behind me and be like, eh, it doesn't work that hard. I'm like, fuck you. Like, I've been doing this for five years, getting the shit beaten out of me mentally by everybody around me. And you're going to come over and say my jokes aren't that good for you? Get the hell out of here. It's like... I'm like I'm not I'm not here for you. I'm here for me. That's yeah. the thing. I'm here for me. I'm not here for you guys. 
for five that's why years, I don't do crowd work. For five years, you've actually been doing a lot, though. It sounds like you've been all over for for a five year comedian. I, that sounds impressive. Yeah. Your your bucket list of things you've done. I don't I don't fuck around, my dude. I I mean I fuck around, but I don't like fuck around. You're about uh, this life. You're about this around. life. Yeah, and it's I'm not afraid to say what I want to say to mm-hmm. be heard. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I've I've been I've been the quiet kind of comedian girl. Like I'm just like really cute and funny and the, but then at the end of the day, I just say what I want to say, and people are like, "Well, that's a little off color." I'm like, "Okay, well, oh well." <laughs> I started this when I was 19, a teenager, and I'm competing with people in their 30s and 40s who just started. Yeah, and they want to try, and they want to try and tell me like how to do what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, well, have you been out of state? Have you been a feature before? Have you hosted anything? Like, I want to see the receipts that from from all my girls in the Real Housewives. I want to see some receipts. <laughs> They're like, listen, I'm I've, I've seen I've seen Joe Rogan five or six times, and I think that you're approaching <laughs> comedy wrong. So oh everybody oh everybody's a comedian because they love Joe Rogan. I've heard I've heard that so many Everyone times. Everyone knows comedy theory. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> <laughs> I'm just uh, being being a comedian is one of the most thankless jobs next to being you know a doctor and a saint and all that stuff. Yeah, it's definitely thankless for sure. You know what? Too with this podcast, like I, I starting this podcast, I already knew off the rip. I was like, "There's gonna be people who I make a playlist, and they're gonna be like, your music is trash. I don't like the fucking music you listen to.' And that's cool. Then go make your. And then own I just podcast. respond. I'm like, your mom is trash. Okay, what up? <laughs> go make a podcast about awesome right. metal, metal music that is incredible you yeah, know what i mean like do it yourself exactly like I'm, I'm here because i'm talking about what i like and what i enjoy and i'm even just being open this podcast is, is a project an experiment for me to be open to things that i'm i'm not in i don't i don't know about or i'm not into you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i did i did a whole episode with my buddy lou moon on um on uh steely dan i never listened oh, to steely nice. dan i don't listen to that kind of music um and he turned me on to it and i listened to it and i was like you know what this is good and i I'm I'm not being a dick about it. I'm just gonna listen to it with 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 freedom. Mm-hmm. Josh loves Steely Dan. Yeah, and now I, I'm a I'm on board now. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of stuff that like he's like turned me on to, and other people have like. And I feel kind of bad nowadays because I'm I am rarely I'm one of those comedians that I don't watch a lot of other stand up, even if no. it's professional, even if it's like Louis C.K. Whoever, like mm-hmm. I don't watch a lot of stand up because it's like I don't. I get enough of it in like my Instagram, my daytime mm-hmm. people I talk to. So it's like, it's not what I use to relax anymore. Um, I use murder to relax now. That's all yeah. I use. Murder, <laughs> murder documentaries. <laughs> yeah. Just murder and just like fear for my safety. And that's, <laughs> that's how I relax. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, I love stand up is like the only thing I'm good at. Like Me next too. to like maybe cooking and maybe um, in the bedroom. But like, that's it. Like, it's all <laughs> I'm good at is making people f- is making people laugh. So it's kind of like a do or die. I have like a I have a liberal arts degree, so I have nothing else to fall back on. So I'm like, I'm just going to ride this wave until I either crash or fucking get the gold medal, I guess. Yeah. I um I didn't start stand up till I was like thirty, which is weird because I like stand up my whole life. Mm-hmm. But it's like I never thought about doing it because I used to do so many other things. And I said dabble, um, and I mm-hmm. wish I, I wish I started stand up earlier. I wish I would have thought about it earlier, but it it came when it came, and I'm not mad about it. Oh, I it. had a fake ID when I was in college, so I just I went. I'm uh, one of my buddies was like, "Hey, you want to go to this comedy thing?" I'm like, "Sure." And then I decided when I was there after drinking two apple ciders, watch out. Um, I'm like, I'll go up on stage. 
and uh and it went surprisingly well and they kept asking me to come back and then I started featuring guest hosting and everything and it just all went into place lots of bumps on the way <laughs> plenty of bumps on the way but you know nothing nothing too too bad yeah I mean, a, a lot of men. A lot of men don't face what a lot of women face in comedy. Oh, uh, female comics! You guys have it tough. And I'm, if you're a female comic out there, and Blair Baker, I'm sorry <laughs> that you are. It's so it's so whack. It's so fucking stupid. It is whack. But guess what? It's like I, I people try people try to like make me feel bad about myself and all this other stuff. Um, but no one could hate me more than I hate myself. So it's like, because at the end of the day, I see like all these comments or whatever, like a negative thing. I'm like, you know what? I'm still pretty awesome though. Like you yeah. can't be me. I mean, I'm fabulous. I have too big of an ego. I'm like super <laughs> fabulous. Can't tear, uh, you can't tear Blair down. No, never, never. If you can survive in Daytona and Orlando, you can do anything. Trust me. <laughs> exactly. Daytona is, yeah. Daytona is, yeah. I like. I don't visit no one visit go to st augustine and go to miami and that's it that's all you need there it is and on your trip there listen to your the playlist we're gonna create right now yes. so blair uh we're gonna hop into this playlist here uh we got in a good little conversation there but back to subject yes baby no money and young gravy we 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 love them we enjoy them so much um great music uh tell me what your first song is going to be for this playlist um definitely um young gravity for sure young gravity hell yeah it's a great starter song it gets the mood going and it's just a it's just a wonderful time <laughs> is that featuring anybody is that just uh um no i think that's just him yeah that's okay. just him just young young gravy young gravity um I, I found in my journey of like listening to baby no money young gravy mm-hmm. i i found young gravy first and i listened to them mm-hmm. but i i grew to like baby no money a little more i grew to kind of listen to more of his music okay um, i'd say i'm more on on his in his camp but again really? they're, they're they're a package deal they're a package deal to me they truly are i i i love i think i love them equally but i think i listen to young gravy more which is super cool and interesting when you said that because i was like that's perfect because most of my picks are going to be baby no money heavy but yeah. the fact that you're bringing the young gravy it's like we're the we're being we're channeling them right now Oh my God, it's Hall and Oates. It's all coming together. <laughs> so my first song I'm going to put on the playlist is actually Young Gravy and Bud, Baby No Money. This is, to me, is like the essential, like it's, it's Boomin. Mm-hmm. Boomin is a fantastic song. It's so good. It's I so like smooth. Boomin. Yeah, I like and Boomin. They, it, it's from the, 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 the sample they use, the song, that the beat they use is mm-hmm. um, I'll Be Around. Uh, it's, it's an old funk song. Oh um, word! Yeah. The song is called "I'll Be Around" by the Spinners, and um, when I heard it, I love that song. So when I heard this, I was like, "Ooh, that's so smooth and so good." Love this song already, <laughs> and now you guys are gonna rap over it, and like they make it so good. I love that in the song too. There's like a little a voiceover of a, a. It sounds like a lady that's a little older, and she's nice. like hyping them up, and she's like, "Baby, no money, young gravy, y'all are the best, y'all are the best." <laughs> so she's like, she's just gassing them up, and it's so cool. So like right, to have exactly. To have that on the on like the playlist is like it, it, it's another lady affirming what we already believe that they're the best yes so that's my first problem that's my first my first problem that's my, my first, first song that's my, first my first problem, problem with this playlist <laughs> my first song <laughs> in the playlist is going to be booming so go ahead with your second song um i'm going to go with um a baby no money uh, a young gravy song that has a lot of features on it uh the boys are back in town nice because it slaps you in the face and will not stop until it's over. <laughs> like, 
from the beginning, it's just like punching you in the face with beats and like you don't know who's coming in. I can tell you all the features. There's three of them. It's uh, blah, 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 artists. It's uh, Puya, P-O-U-Y-A, um, Ramirez. Yeah, Puya is a Miami guy. Yep, and uh, Trippy the Kid. Trippy the Kid. Puya is part yeah. of that whole like uh, suicide uh uh boys which is like uh was young little peep and stuff was in that group right mm-hmm. cool. i got into him after he died unfortunately yeah me too uh puya he's aggressive if the music is aggressive <laughs> i don't i don't usually there, there's some tracks i like but yeah this one i do know and this is a good song yeah it has so many people on it just like oh it's it, it hits you and just like his last uh, young young gravy's last rhyme is like my favorite it's just it's, <laughs> it's chef's kiss it's perfect Chef's kiss, baby. Chef's kiss, uh, young gravy. I'm feeling this rum. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Yeah, um, I, st- I have a shot of vodka. I still need to do. <laughs> the next song that I'm gonna do is gonna be again, Young Gravy and Baby No Money together. The the Hall and Oates power de- power duo. This is the first song I heard from them that mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I like these guys. It's rotisserie. Oh yeah, I have. I'm looking at my playlist of all my Young Gravy songs, and I have Rotisserie on there. Yeah, Rotisserie is dope, and the video is really good. Like you said, it looks like they're just having a good time. They make funny videos. Mm-hmm. They're just like flexing on everyone. Um, the song, yeah, it, it's a good song. Um, yeah, I picked a bunch of. I pick, I have a bunch of potential songs too because I feel like we're gonna definitely have some crossover. But oh, um, there's there's a very that's a lot of crossover. Yeah, but uh, Rotisserie is the first song I heard from these guys. Uh, that that was I was like, okay, I like this a lot. And then I started listening to a lot of Young Gravy. And then I kind of, yeah, I kind of shifted more to the Baby No Money set. But this song is great with both of them. I have to say, I, I like both of their fashion senses equally very much. Yeah. Um, and I really wish I could pull off some of the stuff that they wear because I genuinely love it very much. It makes me want to dress cooler. Right? Like, I want to go to a thrift <laughs> store and find, like, a good find. It makes me want to be cooler, yeah. This music, I will say, yeah, this music, like, puts this weird confidence in me that i don't have right because that's what he does to you that's what he does if i'm I'm driving my windows down listening to some young young gravy baby no money like i feel their their confidence i feel the energy right it's just oozing it is it's yeah so rotisserie is my second pick go ahead with your third song um uh, this is just a young gravy no features and this was the first video i saw of his the first song and i loved it yeah mr clean mr clean that's a good song it's a great video um (laughs) it's so it's like so 20 dollar music video i love it (laughs) i'm here for it i love a bitch on a budget um and it was a great way to just introduce him because it was his first video and i i I read a lot of youtube comments when i watch music videos to see what people are saying and that's his first video he made nobody knew what young gravy looked like until this came out and everybody was shocked (laughs) because his voice is so distinct and deep and everyone's like oh yeah just another black guy soundcloud rapper surprise the whitest tallest shaggy looking guy ever no, I could I could tell he was white when I heard him, but really I couldn't, to be honest with you, because okay. that's Pep, uh, my ex boyfriend didn't even know. I don't think. You know what though? I think to be fair, I think I did see him right around the same time that I heard him. Like, I like I saw like an album cover or something that had him all. You know what I mean? So. Oh okay, but yeah, no, that's a that's a great uh, young gravy song. Hell yeah, cool. Okay, so for my third song, I'm going. This one is only "Baby No Money," and it features an artist named So Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, and the song is called Fragile. 
I actually haven't heard of that one. Fragile is good. It's, it's again, what we're talking about as far as like when it comes to like smoothness and like chillness, like that's what I get a lot from Baby No Money. Um, a lot of his like the beats he selects or the beats that he works with people on, like so clean and just so like. I don't know if you get get a little high, get a little drunk, and like you're gonna mm. be you're gonna be chilling to this. Like it's it's just a good atmospheric music. Like mm-hmm. when you hear this song or when you hear this whole fucking playlist, like I, I want to be like in a pool swimming. I want to be like chilling. Like it's, it's right. This beat fragile is so not my apartment. Yes, <laughs> somewhere that's not here. Yeah, this song fragile is so smooth and so like it's just so like kind of low low key that it's it's really good. Yes, I agree. I'm so excited. I, I can't wait to listen to that one. I haven't heard that. Yep. Once, once I, by the way, yeah. Once I'm done with this uh, uh, podcast, I I make the playlist, put it all together, and I'll send it to you. Yay! And I forgot to say before we made it too to everyone listening that this will be available on Spotify to listen to, and I also do YouTube playlists now, so you can actually watch videos. I'll put like YouTube videos on there too for a playlist. Heck yeah! Those Get that spooky. Get episode. that spooky Spotify. <laughs> exactly. All right, cool. So go ahead with your fourth song. We'll do. Um, okay. you know what? We're kind of going through this kind of fast. So if you want, we can do like seven, eight songs. Sure. Salutes. Um. Let's see. Um. Okay. Um. So this one. Um. It's a young gravy and baby no money. Um. Again, one of those fun video uh, music. Uh, music video ones. Uh, Whip a Tesla. Whip a Tesla is one of the most iconic songs from them too. It's such a fun video. Like you can see they're having a great time. Like the MILFs, the the girls <laughs> dancing, and they're just running down the street with the Tesla. It's it's lovely. It's so lovely. <laughs> lovely. I love it. Yeah. I uh, the uh, Whip a Tesla is so good. It's so good. It's like when I'm again when I'm drinking and like this one comes on, like not only me, but everyone around me starts kind of like either bobbing. And the beats. They're on, like, I know every song, every time I just hear like the first couple seconds, mm-hmm. I know what it's going to be. I'm like, oh, it's this song. Because they're both, they're all so different, but similar. You're so right about that. Yeah. Whip a test. I'm going to teach a baby. I'm going to teach a young gravy class in college. Everybody enroll. <laughs> I will charge $300 and you don't have to write a term paper. Gravy 101. Yes. My goal for this whole episode is just to get them to like, like it or check it out or something. Just to know oh, that we're, know, know that there's some love out there on on the podcast. I've always world. I've had I've had a huge crush on Young Gravy ever since I heard of him, and I just look at him on Instagram. I'm like, you're just <laughs> you're just you're just such a fun guy. You know that you oh you. I'm like talking to him like we're friends. I'm like you're yeah. so cool guy. <laughs> That's funny. All right, yeah, so, I'm like, I have no social interaction. <laughs> I'm just like, please talk to me. I know, right? Me, uh, okay, so my next song, I'm going to go with, so speaking of like TikTok and stuff, like by now, if you haven't heard La 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 by oh, yeah. Baby No Money and Y2K, this is a song, <gasps> this song has oh, so- I love Y2K so much. I know. He's so cool. <sighs> I think Y2K see- is like the vocalist, but he also like makes like beats mostly a lot too. Yeah. And that's, that's what's so, that's the funny thing about this whole industry. Everybody's so interconnected. I mean, Y2K, Gravy, Baby No Money, they've all, are they're like, they have all done things like Doja Cat and stuff. And then Doja Cat's done all these other things. So it's like, everyone's everywhere. It's wonderful. Yeah. This is one of those genres of music that when you like, um, you start listening to it a little bit, like you just go down rabbit holes. Like you'll find so many other artists through these guys because they work with so many people or they're featured on a song. Um, but yeah, this song La 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 is like one of the, it's, it's his, it's became 
insanely big as a song. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's gotten so much like play and like people are eating this like Enrique Iglesias and Carly Rae Jepsen were on like a remix of it. Oh word? Yeah. And it was it's so random. It was pretty bad. But um <laughs> I, I, it was pretty bad. I was like, keep it what it is. I like I like this version, just la 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 with Y2K baby no money. Um and the video was fun. It was like uh what was it? Uh <laughs> it was like a puppet like Pee Wee Herman, like Pee Wee Herman esque. Yeah. Very that. I love that. And also he's Canadian, which I live for. Can, can, those Canadians are make some bomb ass music. They do. They, and they're so happy. Also, ha- side note, I really hope you don't hear my upstairs neighbors fucking yelling at each other. Because no. I can. I and don't, boy, howdy. They need to listen to some Baby No Money Young Gravy and they need to chill. They're so angry. And they were doing this at 6.30 in the morning. They're so angry. They're both like 18. Like, what do you have to be so mad about? It's crazy when, like, when you're young, like, everything means so much, like, in a relationship. Like, because you're like, you're not my forever. You're not my destiny for life. You, 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 yes. you know what I mean? Like when you're young, you put so much into really, you put so much like on other people that you don't realize till you're older. You're like, that was a lot of pressure on that person I put. You're expecting everyone to be perfect and be your, your romantic comedy uh, lover. Yeah. It's just wild here, dude. I, we moved into this place and I'm like, this place is so nice. Then three months later, Oh, everything's falling apart. Oh my God. That always happens. Yeah. It's always three months later. Okay. So what number song am I on? Uh, you're on four. You picked Whip a Tesla. I picked La La La. So now this is you're going to be okay. your fifth pick. Okay. So, blah, blah, blah. okay. So this one just came out by Young Gravy. It's a nice. uh, Yacht exclamation point. <laughs> Haven't heard it's it yet. An, a gr- ah, my kettle just fell. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's a great party song. It's like everyone, you, when you hear it, it's like, uh, what's that? What's the one of the songs I just said? Uh, no, I haven't said this song yet. This is the other song I'm gonna have coming up. Uh, Welcome to Chili's. It has the same <laughs> similar beat as to Welcome to Chili's. The same kind of thing. Um, but it's just it's such a fun like you just walk into the room and he's like light the blunts up when I walk in the building and I'm like I haven't had a blunt in six months. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and listening to it, it's again another fun song. Like I don't really have any problems with young gravy like literally i would say maybe it's a little uh repetitive but that's about it yeah again if you're if you're coming here to pick apart this kind of music then you win and you're right and yeah mastodon's the best band that ever existed but like if you can just let yourself (laughs) chill and relax you're gonna really enjoy this music exactly and like you just need to like literally like not everything needs to be dissected and decoded there's no hidden meaning in everything you know what i mean exactly yeah and the lyrics aren't like they don't have to be complex they don't have to be intricate you know what i mean like it right. can just be fun right um okay so so yep all right i kind of like put it on for a minute too there to check it out because i haven't heard it so it's that little like, oh, beat, like we were saying kind of oh it's good it's, yes. it's be, be good oh it's good <laughs> All right. Um, for my next song, I'm gonna go with again. I'm going with "Baby No Money." Um, and this song is with Lentra. Lentra. <laughs> oh, I've heard of Lentra. Lentra does a lot of beats specifically for "Baby No Money." He does it for Young Gravy and "Baby No Money." He's a mm-hmm. producer that works with him. But Lentra has again going down a rabbit hole, finding this guy. Like he has a lot of his own music. Mm-hmm. This song he actually does vocals on too. So Lentra and "Baby Baby No Money," fabled. And this song is again, it's kind of more in like the. This is the real chill 
low key type of song. Um, you know, I feel like where we have a good mix here. Like you're picking a lot of like young gravy, like hype music. I'm picking a lot of like the ones that bring you back down a little bit. Like we're at, we're going up and down. It's good. It's perfect. Yes, it is. It's poison. Chef's kiss again. Chef's, chef's kiss. kiss. Wow, it's shout out, shout out to Lentra. All, all of my favorite beats that Baby No Money raps on are usually by Lentra. Oh my gosh, my kitten is trying to climb up my leg. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Frey. I know. M- M- mommy's here. Don't worry. We just got a new kitten. She's wonderful. Uh, uh, her name's Freya. She's just a baby. How old is she? she um, I think they fucked up her age on her adoption forms. We think she's like three months old. My God. Yeah, they fucked it up. They're like, oh yeah, she was born on 420, which is awesome. Um, but there's no way that she's that old. Yeah. She's just, she's a but a mere child. She's a baby, wee baby. She's a wee baby. Okay, so Is then my next song. Pick, a, I'll say let's do two more each. So okay. pick, pick six and seven. Okay, well, boom, I already mentioned it. Baby No Money, Young Gravy. Welcome to Chili's. Yeah. What a great music video. It's like a buddy <laughs> cop thing from the 70s. You got the old cars. You got the, the bell bottoms and the mustaches. It's, it's iconic. And they're they're kind of doing a whole nod to again the Vine days and like the the internet thing. Exactly. Um, that video of the kid just walking into his bathroom, just going, "Welcome to Chili's." It's like a yeah, really I love. <laughs> <video>. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So if you get the reference too, it's just like really, really funny. Exactly. Cool. So my uh, my next song is gonna be, I'm gonna go with I'm going back to so I was doing a lot of just baby no money there. Uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna go back to Young Gravy and Baby No Money. I'm gonna pick the song "Early Afternoon Stroll." I haven't heard that one. It's a, it's an older one. It's an older one. Um, this one's really good, and this one is like one of the ones that like kind of like solidified my my enjoyment of these guys and like made me listen to them a lot more. Is like this song would come on a lot, and I'd be like, "Man, this song is so it's just so catchy and so good, and it so captures their essence." Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I really I need. When people ask me about like artists and stuff, I always need one song by every artist that I can be like, this is quintessentially them. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to listen to X, you need to listen to Y kind of thing. Yeah. Whip a Tesla, I would say. And then Early Afternoon Stroll was my early quintessential pick for these two. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Go ahead with your last and final pick on the. Oh, uh, okay. Well, again, Baby No Money, Young Gravy, because again, Hollow Notes, my, my loves. Um, Shining on my ex. Yeah. Shining on my ex, um, when I, when my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend and I broke up and I had to do my, uh, nine hour drive from Florida to Tennessee, I blasted that song for at least half of my commute and like all, all of the other songs, but like at least that one for a good amount, because that, that really helped. You really wanted to shine on your ex and show him that you're living better. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm over it. I'm done. Whatever. Like, I just want to have a good time and like move on. And it's one of those songs, and it's a great, great fun time, and it make and it's not too much shit talking on your ex. Like, with, there's so many songs that that can go into paragraphs of what your ex did and all this other stuff. But like, sometimes you're just like, we get the gist. They suck, whatever, you know. Yeah, it's more about just like I'm living my best life. Exactly. Like, I don't want to hear about how they screwed around on you or whatever. I just want to hear how you're living now. How you're thriving. Exactly. <laughs> Thirty and thriving. Perfect. So my last song, my last song, I'm gonna wrap it up again with a Baby No Money uh, Lentra song again. Um, this song is just three mo, three mo. Mm, okay. It's, um, this is the, this is the kind of a good wind down song. Like you're kind of 
you know, your, your high is kind of fading, your drunk is kind of fading, the night's kind of mm-hmm. wrapping up, and you need something that's still kind of vibing. Three Mo is it's right there. It's like the kind of thing I really love from Baby. It's one of my favorite Baby No Money songs. It's very Baby No Money. His whole style, his whole swagger, his whole beat selection. This is to me like we said that early afternoon show is the quintessential young gravy and Baby No Money. Three Mo to me is like when you want to show someone Baby No Money, this is one of the first songs I would pick. Yeah, all just uh, such an iconic duo. Iconic duo. I'm really glad we got to talk about them, people. There is yeah, a great list. There's a. It's going to be jam. I hope more people listen to this and let us know what you think about them. Let us know if you're if you're into it and you love it. And we we, we your fans. We we want to talk about it. We're going to start a little uh, baby no money cult. Baby no money. Gravy yes, cult. the baby cult. The baby cult. The baby no gravy cult. The, the baby gravy cult. Baby gravy cult. <laughs> yeah. I I live. I live. It's so cool. Yeah, this is exciting. <laughs> I'm excited to put this playlist together and listen to it as like a yeah, entire project. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. 100%, Blair. Um, let people know where they can find you. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Blair.Baker. No E at the end of Blair because my parents wanted to be confusing. Um, you can find a couple of my YouTube videos at, again, Blair Baker Comedy. And... Um, yeah, if you want my P.O. box to send me any gift cards or anything because I'm poor and I need the help, do that too. <laughs> um, and also, if anyone out there is listening in Knoxville, Tennessee, I have a show tomorrow night at a bookstore. So hopefully that goes well. Nice. I'm going to put this episode out tomorrow morning. Well, I mean, this, okay, this morning, Friday <laughs> morning, which is October yeah, 2nd. Yeah, totally this morning. Yeah. So tonight, go see Blair Baker. Yeah. It's $10 and socially distant. Wear a fucking mask. And Blair just needs friends in Knoxville, you know? Like, if you, Blair's going to Buca or de Pepo. friends in general. Yeah, Blair needs some people to go to Buca de Pepo on 30th birthdays with who won't <laughs> judge the choices. I can't let it go, obviously. I'm mad for Dude, you. it was, it, I was so, I was such, I was in such a mood. I had planned this whole day and these two uh, Wet white notepads of people ruined it. White notepads, yeah. Well, he's like, I like to describe people that are boring as post-it notes. I'm yeah. like, he's like a post-it note, replaceable. I always say wet noodle. They're just like a wet, damp Yeah. Wet mm-hmm. I'm like, you and your Naruto shirt can just go away. Bye-bye. You can, you can go throw some water signs. No shade to Naruto fans, but don't wear that to a party ever. I know. I like Naruto, but I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I wouldn't right? Like, there. what are you thinking? Okay. Ah, that, yeah. I'll go on. I'll, I could talk about this for a whole other hour. That's going to be our next podcast episode. So is songs that you would hate someone too <laughs> yeah right songs that you would disinvite people to a birthday party to yeah. go <laughs> oh my make... gosh thanks again thanks again for doing this. we'll do another one someday you know this has been yes! fun yes i have no life so let's do it <laughs> all right sounds good take it easy yay thanks all right i ended the recording yeah that was so fun yeah thanks so much Dude, they, are, they were screaming should they probably still are I'm, i have to call the courtesy officer after this that's wild dude they've been doing it for weeks now it's fucking awful like dude when the whole issue with them is that like we've never even like really spoken to them but they've always been like super aggressive just from like their windows like yeah. They're on the lower floor. They're on the upper floor, and they like give us the middle finger from their windows, and they oh called God. me like, a, and like they called me like a fat bitch, and I'm like walking outside. I'm like, I don't even know you. That's fucked up. And I'm like, I don't need, I don't need to be called a fat bitch by a guy named Bradley. Okay. Who's eighteen and has relationship troubles. Yeah, and she's like seventeen and not on the lease. It's a whole fucking. Thing. Oh, brother. 
It's a whole fucking thing. But yeah, I'm so excited. How'd I do? Did you like everything? It was wonderful. It was a great conversation. I yeah, actually, I, I recorded another podcast actually before this one, like like <laughs> like earlier today. Uh-huh. So I, was, I was like, I hope I have the energy to to do another podcast today. But it was uh, the energy was flowing and we were good. I think we had a good combo. Heck yeah, cool We're beans. Both- well, yeah. I would love to do this again sometime if you run out of people to interview. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm doing a, yeah. I'm doing a bunch of episodes, um, but sometime in the near future, I'll probably be doing some. Yeah, some throwback I, episodes I would assume and, probably next year, probably after this year's done, probably. Yeah, I will hope to do this podcast for a very long time, so there could be Yay, a lot of. Awesome. You know, well, thanks so much. Well, here I gotta, I gotta call the office and stuff. But yeah, yeah. we'll zoom again soon, sometime. For sure, yeah, and just hit me up on Instagram if anything, and I'll um I'll send you the playlist uh right mm-hmm. now, and then I'll um I'll put the episode out tomorrow morning and tag you and everything. Yay! Perfect. Thanks so much, man. For sure. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye.